Well, good morning. Welcome to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. I'm Doug Ray. We've got Bryce here as usual. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Doug. Bryce, you having a good day so far? So far, but the day's young. Lots can still go wrong. So. <laughs> Yeah, true. But, you know, it's uh, look, the, the, today's show is going to be about the light at the end of the tunnel. We're starting to see that it's going to be more upbeat because I think we need some upbeat. And I like uh, it. yeah, spring's and, coming. Spring's flowers coming. are out. You know, last Saturday was such a beautiful Saturday. It was. Uh, my wife and I were dying to get out of the house. So we tried to get a golf uh, tea time. None to be had. By the way, there's two businesses that are absolutely booming, and that's golf courses and liquor stores. But we decided we're going to drive up to Banner Elk just for the day, maybe to take out at one of our favorite restaurants to help support them. So we did. We had a great time. What we didn't think about was there's no restrooms. So let me tell you, coming down the mountain was a lot faster than going up. All right, folks, we want to thank uh, all of our veterans, our active duty service members, uh, certainly our first responders, and especially now, all of you folks in healthcare that are doing a Herculean effort in this COVID, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, nightmare that we're going through. And Doug, you know, let's also add in that it doesn't sound like a heroic job, but right now, their lives are as in much jeopardy as anybody else's are those grocery store workers out there who are touching every shelf and every item in the store, realigning them when somebody else has picked them up and set them back down. They need a tip of the hat as well. So oh, I, tell, I think every one of them, especially the guy that's scrubbing down the cart before he hands it off to you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, guys. We yeah. know it's not a fun job. And I know that uh, a lot of times people are impatient with you and angry and whatnot. And you're just there to do your job. So thank you as well. We're going to give a shout out to you today, too. Yeah. Well, most of you folks out there who are either retired or contemplating retiring, you probably started your career somewhere in the mid 70s to early 80s. And, you know, since 1980, we've had six bear markets and six bull markets. In 1980, the Dow was around 2,500, and now it's around 23,000. So through all of that, you soldiered on, you did your thing through your career, uh, but now we're living in absolutely unprecedented times, and never before has the entire world economy been shut down like it has now. And most of you folks that are still working, you've been out of work going on a month now, and many of you have been furloughed and, and laid off, and if you have it, I'm sure you know somebody who, who has been furloughed and laid off. And last week I found out my own brother-in-law got furloughed. He he sells Toyotas for one of Bruton Smith's Toyota dealerships. And who the heck is buying a car right now? And my brother as well in uh, Colorado Springs is uh, furloughed right now. He's not sure when he's going to be unfurloughed. Yeah. But, you know, the government's pulling out all the stops. Uh, I mean, uh, this past week I think the uh, – uh, $1,200 checks were showing up in, in some folks' checking accounts. Uh, small businesses are supposedly getting the payroll protection program started up this week. Airlines are getting bailed out. Uh, you know, interesting story there. My next-door neighbor is, uh, he, right now, he's the most senior captain American has because he has to retire in August. But he flies the biggest plane they got, the A330. American Airlines. Yep. Okay. And that plane can hold, th- I think, 380 people. Well, he flies internationally, but obviously that's not happening. So he got a flight a couple of weeks ago down to Puerto Rico. He took 36 people down and six people back. Wow. So he put all six 
in first class, and they still had enough room to socially distance themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, the government's doing what they can do. And, you know, uh, Goldman Sachs came out this week, and, and they said it's unlikely because of government action that we're going to see uh, another low made. So let's talk about this. Since we are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, what does turning on the economy look like? They're talking about this now. Uh, they're saying they're going to probably do it in stages. So Bryce, I want to bring you in here. Tell us about what how, how economic recovery typically happens coming out of a severe recession. Well, typically, you've got a couple of different types of uh, recoveries that you can have. And people have heard the the different names now on the news, the president's referring to them. You've basically got your U-shaped recoveries, you've got a V-shaped recovery, and you've got an L-shaped recovery. So you know, if we want to talk, let's talk about the first one, the V-shaped recovery. This would be an extreme. This is what uh, President Trump is promoting, is really keeping his fingers crossed. And of course, we'd all love to see that as well. And the last time that we had a V-shaped recovery, though, was 1953. And that means that what that basically means is we've already seen the first part of the V drop. And hopefully we've seen the whole thing, though I'm not, I'm not sure about that. But it goes more or less straight down really quickly. And Doug, you've used this phrase that uh, bear markets take the elevator and uh, bull markets take the uh, stairs. Mm, so true. Yeah. So this is imagining you're taking the elevator down, but then you take the elevator back up. But I think, and you, I think you agree, Doug, there's, there's going to have been too much damage, not just in the U.S. Remember, this isn't just affecting us. This is affecting the whole world. The whole world economy here, and I don't think that that damage is going to allow for us to have a V-shaped recovery. Totally agree, Bryce. I'd love to see it happen. I'd love for us all to bounce back next month and everything be hunky-dory, but... I just can't see it happening. I, I don't. I don't as well. Uh, I mean, I don't know how long it's going to take them to get the toilet paper all back on the <laughs> shelves. So until that happens, it's not a V-shaped recovery in my book. So the next less likely would be an L-shaped recovery. Now that's where you take the elevator down, and then it's a very slow walk back up. And the last time that we technically had an L-shaped recovery was the Great Depression. And that's the stock market topped in 1929. It took 25 years to get back to those 1929 highs. So it wasn't until 1954 before the Dow got back. We certainly don't want that. And I don't, you don't either believe that that's what's going to happen. I, I can't imagine that happening no, uh, this time around. There's too many things built into the system, I think, to, for that to happen. So the most probable type of recovery then is what's called a U-shaped type of recession. And now, since we go back to 1945, about half of our recessions that we've had have actually been U-shaped. And again, the reason that that happens is you take, a, you take it down quickly. You don't turn right back around on a dime. You're going to bottom out for a little bit, and it's going to be a little bit of a curve. The, the bottoming out is going to be a curve, and then the recovery is going to be a slow curve. But then things will really start recovering quickly. Hiring will start happening again. Buying will start happening again. Vacations will start happening again. That is a very good possibility. But how long are you bottoming out? You know, is it a wide recovery or is it just a couple of weeks or a couple of months or is it a couple of years before it really starts turning back around? And Doug, we were talking about this before the show during the 2008 uh, Great Recession. Uh, that was technically a U-shaped re- recession, a U-shaped recovery. But that was a number of years that we were kind mm-hmm. of on the bottom there before we really started seeing the uh, the incline again. 
What are your thoughts on on this one? Is it going to be that long, or is it going to be faster than that? I think it's going to be faster. I don't think it's going to be that long. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Bryce. I mean, that took four or five years to get back to uh, uh, its previous highs. I think we do this one in maybe two, three quarters. Okay. I'd love to see things just humming like they were by the fourth quarter. Okay. I can't imagine that we can get it all going by the third quarter, but you know, to me, it just seems. And this is a guess. All it is is a guess. But I think the fourth quarter of this year, first quarter of next year, just seems right to me. Well, I'm going to throw in there that I really do think it depends on when that um, vaccine comes into play. If mm-hmm. we don't see a vaccine come into play, I'm not as optimistic as you are about fourth quarter. I think that's when the, these types of viruses rear their head again. And if we've slowly started unsocial distancing or what would you call it, social closening, getting back <laughs> yeah. together, if uh, if winter comes around again and they haven't got that vaccine out there, I think we're going to see us have to redo these measures to a certain degree. And I don't think the, we're going to see a real recovery until after that vaccine comes back into play. And regardless, folks, we still have to plan for your retirement, whether you're retired now or you're about to retire We want to invite you in to come in and let's do that. We can do it virtually, online, or we're considered an essential business, so you can still come in and meet with us. We keep this office spick and span, and we've got sanitizer here. But let me tell you just a quick minute what what you'll get. It's about a four-meeting process. It's a thorough analysis of what you're doing. We analyze your risk, your risk tolerances. We do a thorough fee analysis for you. We do a Social Security optimization report. And we wind it all in with a written retirement income plan that you'll get after the third, fourth, or fifth meeting, depending upon how complex your situation is. We do this absolutely free, and there's no obligation on your part. Consider it a second opinion, if you will. Now, let me tell you, we are very, very passionate about helping folks retire the job and keep the paycheck. And if you're serious about planning your retirement, we would really, really love to meet with you. All you got to do is call us at 336-391-3409 or go online at thewealthguardians.com. Okay. Well, uh, we're getting closer to our break, Doug, so I'm going to go ahead and throw out our trivia question. Oh, before you got the another break. good one, I think. I, I got a trivia question this time. So I'm not a huge baseball fan. I'm, my love is the NFL. But I've started to wonder, is the NFL going to – happen like we normally expect it to happen. I Bite was, your tongue. I'm, I know. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I'm, this is the Broncos year. No, we I lost the Masters. I can't, I can't even say that with a straight face. It's the Broncos year. No. So thinking about baseball, I'm starting to wonder, is there going to be a full season this year? Is there going to be any season? Is there going to be a World Series? And for you baseball fans out there, I know I, I, I don't want to upset you, but let's just throw this trivia question out there. If there wasn't a World Series this year, when was the last time that there wasn't a World Series? Well, I'm going to give you that answer because you guys know this. The last time that there wasn't a World Series was 1994 due to the MLB strike. So the actual trivia question is, before 1994, when was the last time that there wasn't a World Series? There has been one other time where there wasn't a World Series. When was that? Well, we're going to have that answer for you when we come back from the break. And when we come back, we'll be talking more about today's show, Keep Calm and Retire On. We've got to let this retirement process play out just like it always has in the planning process. You can't just put everything on hold because 
of the social distancing and whatnot. We've got to keep doing our due diligence and plan for retirement as if it was going to happen like it normally would. And we can throw different aspects into there to see. Folks, we'll be right back after this break. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray and Bryce Payne, serving you in the triad and beyond. Let's get back to the show. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. I'm Bryce Payne. We've got Doug Ray sitting here beside me as well. Thank you for sticking around through the break. And I know why you stuck around. Not only because you want to hear more about retirement planning, but because you want to know the answer to that trivia question. So I pondered if sporting events don't get back as soon as we would like, which was yesterday for me, and that affects the upcoming MLB season to the degree that they don't have a World Series. I'm sorry, don't, I'm not bringing bad news. I'm just saying, what if? Well, we know that the last time that a World Series didn't happen was 1994 due to a Major League Baseball strike. So my question was, when was the last time before that that there was not a World Series, that a World Series was not held? And I didn't know the answer to this. I'll be honest with you. I had to look it up. It's not like I was... Uh, I'll give you a clue. It's not like I was around for this. Well, Bryce, like you, I'm not a huge baseball fan, so I didn't even realize in 94 we didn't have a World Series. Well, I knew that one. I, I, I was aware of that one. But, uh, yeah, Doug and I both favor the, uh, the pigskin a little bit. But here we go. The last time that there was not a World Series, aside from 1994, was 1904. The World Series between the American League, the Boston Americans, now we know them as the Boston Red Sox, and the New York Giants, we now know them as the San Francisco Giants. The reason that it didn't happen is the funny story here, though. The National League considered itself superior to the American League. They considered themselves to be the major league, and they considered the American League to be the minor league. Well, on top of that, there was some personal animosity between the Giants manager, John McGraw, and the American League president, Ban Johnson. And as a result of that animosity, the Giants simply folded their arms and said, we refuse to play you guys. It is beneath us to have to play the American League. And we're just not going to do it. We're already the champions because we won the National League championship, and that's all there is to it. Well, I love that story. <laughs> just that you could wow. go and cancel World Series because you don't like somebody or because you're thinking down so lowly of the of the minor leagues. So, uh, folks, there's your answer. All right. I would have never guessed that. So, uh, you know, the first part of the show today, the first segment, we were talking about a recovery. What's that look like? U-shape, V-shape, L-shape. So let's concentrate this part of the show on what are you going to do if you are retired if you're retiring this year or if you're still five to seven years, how are you going to face the recovery? What's to do? So let's talk about you folks who are already retired. Uh, I know it's probably scared a lot of you, but the one thing that I think you need to do if you're already retired is to go back and make sure you've got protected income. Yeah, you got your Social Security. Hopefully most some of you have got a pension, but almost most of you have Social Security. Make sure that's protected. Then look at your investments. Can you fashion some kind of guaranteed income out of that? We can show you how to do that if you don't know how. There are ways to do it, and it could be right for some people, maybe you know, wrong for others. But you also want to be able to take advantage of some of the tax codes. Now, what am I talking about there? Well, you know, they push the required minimum distribution now from 70 and a half to 72. Everybody likes that. And everybody likes that. 
So you also want to make sure that you got your wills and estate plans there. They're all updated. And then uh, I encourage you, if you're not working with a certified retirement professional, find one. There's a big difference between somebody who is certified in retirement planning than just a financial advisor. And that's because retirement planning is a completely different subset of financial planning. Mathematics change tremendously in, in retirement. And Doug, I've used the analogy, it's the difference between flying a plane across the Atlantic and actually landing the plane. And you as a Navy pilot know that there's a lot more that goes into bringing the plane down on its wheels than there is flying it. That's for sure. That's a very important step, too. <laughs> Probably the most. <laughs> you know, one of the things I'm most proud about in my logbook is I've got just as many takeoffs logged as landings. Hey, there you go. You don't <laughs> want to have any more. You don't want to have any less. Exactly. All right, so what if you're going to retire this year? If you're going to retire this year, you really need to have a very good handle on your budget. What are you spending? Because you're going to have to match it up with what's coming in. You need to understand Medicare when the best time for you to apply for it is, what kind of supplements are going to suit you and your family. And you got to have a good handle on Social Security. What is the best filing strategy for you? Should you file right away? Should you wait till 70 or sometime in between? Those are also things that we can help you figure those out. Hey, the budget's a key one, making sure that your budget is within a workable arrangement of your income that you can produce from your assets. Yeah, and the next thing is if you've got debt, work towards getting out of it. High debt first. Yeah, and, and you know, we've done so many retirement plans. I can flat out tell you the folks who have it the easiest in retirement are those that go into retirement debt-free. Uh, I know I sound like I'm, I'm pulling the plug for Dave Ramsey, but but there is something to that. Make sure that, you know, you've got a handle on your budget. And then also, I'd have to say, work with a good certified retirement expert. Now, let's turn our attention to those of you who still have some time to plan for your retirement five to seven years away. If you're in this situation, you want to start sitting down and planning. You want to reevaluate your retirement lifestyle. Maybe you just took a pretty big hit in the market. Maybe that's going to have an impact on the way you wanted to live in retirement. Adjust your budget. Pay off debt. Again, that's important for you, too. You want to really try to get that mortgage paid off as best you can going into retirement. And then please, I encourage you, get a second opinion. We would love to have you come in and sit down and talk with us. I want to talk to you about some some folks who just came to us recently. They were working with a typical Wall Street broker, had them for 20-plus years, and um, they're in a little bit different situation. Uh, I think their difference in ages is about 15 years. He's older and she's younger. He's obviously retired. She's still working. Well, they went through our process, and they quickly learned that, you know, they really did need to have some downside protection because they were in a vulnerable situation. She was wanting to retire pretty soon. He was wanting her to retire. Yeah, he definitely wanted he to wanted retire. He wanted her to retire, yeah. You know, he turned 80 this year, and I think she was 66. And, you know, they want to have some time together in retirement. And they should. They've, they've earned it. So they realize that, hey, yeah, we can do this. We can retire. But at the same time, what happened was they got caught in this downturn. 
But that didn't stop them, thankfully. They realized that they needed now more than ever to have a new plan, a second opinion, if you will, that offers that downside protection. So again, you need to work again with somebody who who is certified in retirement planning. There's a lot that goes into it, folks. Now, Bryce, you got a story about clients that we just got this week. Tell us that story. Boy, the timing on that was uh, unfortunate. So they were in here on February 4th, and uh, we had presented to them our recommendations for improving their retirement uh, portfolio. And they liked it. They saw the, the the truth in it. They saw the numbers, and, and she really liked it. Yeah, and that's the that's that's I'm getting to that. So he just didn't want to make any moves. He he knew that he was going to be refinancing their home, and that you just don't generally move monies around while you're in that process. Yeah, they had that pull and tug with that. Yeah, and so they said, you know, I want to prioritize this first. I like everything you guys have presented. I'm I'm sure that I'll want to implement it, but let me take care of this other project first of refinancing the house because you can't do both at the same time. Well. I saw the look on her face because she knew the numbers. She saw them as clear as day. And she, maybe it was a look of despair. She was really forlorn that he wasn't ready to sign right then and there to protect their assets. And one of the things that he said to me is, I really want to put my, keep myself in a position to ride this Trump train up as fast and as far as it'll go. Well, I understand that. A lot of people are in that position. You see the market going up. You don't want to do anything to jeopardize, not that our plan jeopardizes that, but you just don't want to jinx anything. Well, that was February 4th. Well, Doug, what was the uh what was the what day was the market's high? I say 12th, wasn't the it? The 12th. Yeah. So, 8 <laughs> days later, the market hit its high, and it was only a month later before it was yeah, it's just about worse that we've seen it for a while. Yeah, it didn't take the elevator down. It took the fire pole. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way of saying it. Yes, I like it. It took that slide that you have on the outside of the old school buildings. It took that down. Well, they got their house financially you know, redone and whatnot, and they came back in here the other day, and they're ready to make these moves. Of course, we had to go and readjust all the numbers, all the balances on their accounts, because he had wanted to ride that Trump train up as far as it could go. What he didn't realize that it was only going up for eight more days before it turned around. And of course, they're still going to be okay in retirement. They had done a great job of saving throughout the years. And their budget is is uh, workable with their um, with their assets and their income. But how much better it would have been for them if they had started the moving toward our portfolio at that time, you know, monies can oftentimes be out of um, out of investments for a couple of days to a couple of weeks, depending on what the moves are. That would have just been such the ideal situation. Now, I'm not trying to promote that we time exactly when we do this, but that is a worst case scenario of somebody saying, I'm not quite ready to make this move yet. I like what the market is doing. And then famous last words. But it, turned, it has all turned out okay for them. We met with them again the other day. Everything is good. We've implemented their plan now. We've started that process, and they're going to be fine in retirement. Uh, it didn't bite them as bad as it could have. And hopefully we, we've seen the worst of it now, and he'll be in a perfect position for when the market does come up. We know this, that he'll be in a perfect position for when the market comes back up for him to participate in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good stories there, Doug, on yours and, and uh, both of our client stories there. Well, folks, I want to thank you for tuning in today and invite you to take us up on our offer of that no-cost, no-obligation review of your current situation. You know, by the end of that meeting process, you're going to see, receive that full written retirement plan in a nice binder. And this retirement plan 
what it's going to do is it's going to provide for you mathematically tested strategies. It's been proven to provide income through your lifetime so you can stop worrying about outliving your money and get on with enjoying your retirement. So when you come to see us, our first meeting is going to involve that detailed discovery process. And a second meeting is going to have a social security, a risk analysis, a risk tolerance, and a fee analysis for you. The third meeting is a side-by-side comparison of both plans. We also do a lot of what-if planning. And in the fourth meeting, that's when you're actually going to get your written retirement income plan. And we have a chance then to, you know, basically go over any Q&A you have. And at that time, like I said, there's no cost, no obligation. I think you'll understand that if this plan is right for you, you're ready. You know, the numbers folks, don't lie. Yeah. We're passionate about what we do. And we want to meet with folks who are serious about their retirement planning. So come on in and give us a call, 336-391-3409. 336-391-3409. Folks, you all have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll see you here next weekend. Take care. Thanks for listening to The Wealth Guardian Show. Remember, if you need any help with crafting your financial and retirement plan to reach out to the great team at Wealth Guardians by calling 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Or go online to thewealthguardians.com. 